Hey kids, welcome back to the next episode of the Incredible Kids Podcast. My name is Moritz Siri, and I will be your host through this incredible journey. We are going to meet many incredible kids. They are going to share with us their stories. Some of them super cool and different like you've never heard before, and some you may say are just ordinary, but all of them incredible. If you have great ideas, email me today at ikidspodcast at gmail.com. And now it's time for Incredible Kids! It's time for the joke of the day. Yay! Today's joke is brought to you by Rachela M. from Tom's River, New Jersey. Why did the girl throw the clock out the window? Because she wanted to see time fly. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is made possible by the Getz Family Bookshop and Publishing House. Thank you for your support and more about them later. Welcome back to another episode of Incredible Kids. At the end of last week, we added a new section called Homework. It was a way for you to get to experience the conversations that we had with our interviewees. So in last week's podcast, we talked about health challenges. The homework was to create an eye patch and try to do a task for five minutes and see what it would feel like. Part two was to go through your shalach manos candy and sort your nash and see what somebody with a gluten-free diet would or would not be able to eat. Kudos to Danielle K. He said, cleaning up your room is hard to do with one eye covered when you have to turn your head around to look in the direction that your eye that's covered can see, but your other eye can see. It also takes longer. I feel bad for the kids who have to have gluten-free food, especially on Purim when they got Mishlach Manos and they can't have it all. Good job, Danielle, and keep it up. Our topic for this week's episode is what I call more than a lemonade stand. Kids have wonderful ideas. And a lot of times, kids' ideas are not taken seriously enough. And when a kid wants to sell something or feel like they want to do some sort of business, a lot of times they're limited to just making a lemonade stand. Or maybe if they are super creative, an ice pop stand or a snow cone stand, which are all wonderful I appreciate them when I'm driving through the neighborhood and I'm so thirsty in the summer. So keep it up. Keep those lemonade stands. But what if you want to do something more than that? What if you just have talent bursting inside of you or a knack for business and you want to get experience and take something called responsibility? Responsibility means being dependable, making good choices, and taking accountability for your actions. What? Those are a lot of big words. Being responsible in simpler words really just means that you understand how basic things in life work. For a child to show responsibility, it might mean making your bed, brushing your teeth, doing your homework at the right time. So those are things that you might be responsible for in your own life. When an adult needs to take responsibility, they have to provide food for their family, cook suppers, drive carpools, make doctor's appointments. So first we're a kid. Well, first we're a baby, but then we're a kid. And then kids eventually become adults. But it doesn't happen like this, right? There is a process. So wouldn't it make sense to practice being responsible when we're a kid? Because like all of a sudden, one day you're going to be an adult and you're going to be like, oh, right? So let's start being responsible when we're kids. 
today's interviews are with kids who are exceptional. These kids have taken their responsibility to the next level. They're making money. They're making a business model. And you're going to hear like such cool ideas that they had. But that's just their way of being responsible and their way of using their creativity. Of course, once you make money, you have to make good choices with your money and then decide if you're going to be a spender, if you're going to be a saver, are you going to make a new business with it? Are you just going to buy things that maybe you normally wouldn't have bought? When you work hard at something, you're going to think much more about how you spend the cash that you got. And you at your age can be helpful. You can play a part. On today's show, you will hear from Kobe, who creates candy cake creations. And later, you will hear from Ahuva, who has a jewelry beading business. We asked our listeners, if you made a business, what kind of business would you make or what would you sell? Here's what they had to say. My name is Chaim. I'm eight years old. If I would have a business, I would have a library and have only Jewish bucks and charge people for membership to get bucks. Hi, my name is Rachel and I'm nine years old. If I could pick any business, I would be a graphic designer. Hi, my name is Shoshana and I'm nine years old. I would do a babysitting business because I love babies. Hi, my name is Liba and I'm 11 years old. If I were to make a business, I would make a baking business because I love to bake. And I would bake delicious desserts for Shabbos. Daniel, 10 years old, I would open a smoothie van business and I would sell smoothies <laughs> because they're very tasty and delicious and they're very healthy. Hi, my name is Ali. I forward half hour sell candy. My name is Yosef. I am 10 years old. I would like to make a business that would put different filters and programs onto computers and phones and iPads and sell them. My name is Miriam. I'm six years old. And if I had business, I would become a vet. My name is Ahuva. I'm eight years old. If I owned or run a business, I would sell toys, just like your father. Hi, my name is Leia. I'm five years old. I would open an ice cream store. My name is David. I'm 10 years old. If I had a business, I would sell macaroni and cheese for Thursday night dinner because I love it. My name is Tali. I'm seven years old. And if I had a business, I would want to own a candy store. Hi, my name is So. If I had a business, I would want to have a dance school and teach people ballet. I just want to say my inspiration for this episode. One of the most incredible kids that I've met was a kid that I used to babysit many years ago. He is now a grown up. And when he was 11 years old, he was mowing people's lawns, competing with real companies in the neighborhood. All he needed for his business was a lawnmower. And he took it to the next level. He had other kids in the neighborhood working for him. I remember he wanted to take out all his workers for dinner. So he needed his mother to drive him. He made some good money. My family would actually use him at one point for our lawns. And he would put an invoice in the mailboxes. So I don't know how he got there on a bicycle or something. An invoice is just basically telling your customer how much money they owe you. And it was an incredible opportunity for him to just figure out how business works. And today, this boy is a successful business businessman involved in much higher level businesses. And I have no doubt that that was definitely an influence for him in becoming the businessman he is today. I am a child and the road ahead is paved the possibility. 
This first interview is with a boy that came highly recommended. It was so incredible to hear about what he does, but it does not compare to seeing it. So I will definitely be providing pictures for you to see and information for how to get one of these amazing and delicious works of art. And now here's Kobe. Hey, Kobe, welcome to the show. Thanks. Can you introduce yourself to our audience? I'm Kobe. I'm 14 from Baltimore, and I opened Kobe's Candy Cakes like two years ago. Okay, Kobe's Candy Cakes. So tell me a little bit about what this business is. I was at a bar mitzvah, and I saw one, and I just said to myself, I have to open a business to make it. What made you want to start a business? Well, since I was younger, I always wanted to start a business. Once I saw this, I'm like, this is something I could do while I'm still in school and while I'm still 13, 14. What grade are you in? I'm in eighth grade. What does a candy cake look like? They're circled cardboard or styrofoam bases, and then they're wrapped with candy and chocolate or whatever you want on it. And then there's a big lollipop at the top, and I personalize it with the person's name. We represent You personalize the lollipop on the top. Yeah. So basically, it's like almost like a wedding cake design, right? It's Different tiered, layers. Yeah. Tiered. Okay, that's the word. Then it gets smaller and yeah. smaller on the top. And at the top, there's that big lolly centerpiece. How did you decide your prices? How did you know what you were doing? Well, I had to add up all the costs from each candy. I had to divide the price of each candy for the package by how many it came with, figure out the price, and then multiply it by how many I used for each type of candy. So you have to know a lot of math for that. You know how much candy is in the package. And then you have to see how many candies you used for the cake that you're making. Yeah. And then you figured out how much you actually paid for the candy for the cake. Basically, you take like, let's say I buy a package of airheads and it comes with 20 airheads and it's $8. So I divide $8 by 20 and then I see. See, for all the kids who think like, oh, what's the point of learning math? I want to get back to the candy in a minute because I love talking about candy. I love candy. Do you love candy? Of course. <laughs> how do you decide how much to charge for the finished thing? Well, so once I figured out about how much the supplies cost, mm-hmm. so I figured out about how much more profit and how much it work takes for the time and the effort. And then I just gave it a price. Did people think that your prices were fair? I think my prices are pretty fair. If they're giving it as a nice gift, then the prices are good. And I have a mini, small, medium, and large, so that way you could decide what you want. Tell me, when would somebody buy a candy cake? People buy them for bar mitzvahs, boss mitzvahs, wow. bars, birthdays. Wow. You are making the candy cake for your own friend's bar mitzvahs? Yeah. And people are probably like, who made this? And they would never imagine it was from a kid. Yeah, I deliver them and people are like, what? You make them? You're only 14? I'm like, yep. Wow. A funny story happened. I was in the candy store and I was just buying a lot of lollipops. And the lady in the candy store asked me, why are you buying all these lollipops? You mean like the big lollipops that you use for the top? Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, what are you buying them for? So I showed her a picture of my ad. She probably was not expecting And she's like, oh, wow, this is so cool. And then she asked me what I charged. So when I told her, she said, what? That's what you charge? I would charge you way more for that. 
So I start off small and then maybe at some point I'll raise the prices. Wow. I looked online before. I just like Google candy cakes and they were a lot more expensive. Wow. Okay. Well, we got a good deal here. I've seen your candy cakes and they look so professional. Everything was neat and organized. Is that your personality to be neat and organized? Yeah, I organized and neat. I even helped out by like different places before help them organize things. Like where? I helped out like by the JCN office before, helped organize their storage. The Jewish Caring Network for that chassad organization, you organize our stuff for them? I did it before. Wow, what a mitzvah. You know, I know that a lot of times with these creative type of things that people do, projects and businesses, they make a big mess. I mean... (laughs) Like whenever I do this kind of stuff, it like goes over the whole dining room table, kitchen, everything, basement. Where do you do it in your house? So I do it in a corner in my basement. I then I have a little shelf with all the candy and everything. Like a little a little studio. Yeah. And then when I'm making one, I basically make a huge mess and dump every bag of candy out on the floor and the hot glue is dripping everywhere. <laughs> but then once I'm finished, then I clean it up for Shabbos and everything. Very, wow. Very important question. Do you ever get burned with the glue gun? I get burned, but after being burned so many times, Oy! I just... You got used to it? Yeah. It hurts me to think about it. It's not that bad. No. What is the hardest thing about having a business and being a kid at the same time? Well, right now I'm still in school. So when I get an order, especially when it's multiple ones in like the same week, now I have to do my homework and school uh-huh. and everything, and I have to get them in in that time frame. It's like, oh, I have another order, and I have to get it done by Shabbos. How long does it take you to make one large candy cake? It could take like max two hours if Whoa. they're doing a lot of customizations and personalizing. Do people got to choose the candy? Yeah, so they're custom candy cakes. That's basically my slogan. So Custom put, candy cakes. Custom means you choose what you want on the you cake. You choose what you want. You choose the colors. You choose the name, the size. So really, the person who's buying the cake, it's up to their imagination and you... Yeah work with them yeah that's that's super cool so just so everybody could understand these candy cakes are not actual cake they just look like a cake and they're covered in candy on the outside but it's really like boxes of styrofoam on the inside right yeah okay so on the outside tell me what candies do you use what are the best candies that people ask for on the candy cake I usually do airheads on the bottom, then I do like some kosher brands like Poshkas and whatever. But when I'm shopping, I really just look for what's good sizes and good colors that it'll fit. So now that I've been making a lot of them, I know when I'm in the store, I can see like, oh, I think that'll be good. So you really have a good business mind. So you're like, okay. I need candy that's like three inches long. So you look for like sippies. So you put all the candies onto the candy cake and you have your beautiful lollipop on top and you personalize it. My name is Moritiri. How would you personalize it for me? I'd probably write Moritiri or whatever. You would write onto the wrapper with the marker? I have a sticker maker machine. It's called the Cricket. I could design the name or Mazel Tov or whatever they were like on it. And then I could stick it onto the So you know how to work the Cricket? Yeah. Okay. Now I understand why it takes so much time to make one. I have a Cricket too and I love using it. It took me a long time to figure that out. I have big cellophane bags and then I put a bow with a business card on it. Love it. Did you make them yourself? Yeah. Wow. I'm not surprised you just said, yeah, but like, whoa, what do you not do? (laughs) How did you learn how to make these cakes? 
So the first one I did was for my bar mitzvah. And for your own bar mitzvah? For my own bar mitzvah. Wow, what a kickoff. It was really just that way I could start experimenting. The first bunch were a bit practiced on. Okay. Not quite as good. But of course. I, I had to learn about which type of glue is best, which type of candies, the bases. And I had to experiment a lot until now I basically know the right way to do it. Wow. Do the same customers come back a lot of times? So I have some one-time customers and then I have other customers. I have a customer which orders one almost every week. Really? For Shabbos? I don't know. She figures out some excuse, has a lot of friends. (laughs) Wow. Her kids must love that. I think she usually gets them for like events and they have neighbors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to imagine somebody walking into my house and being like, thanks for having us. Here's a humongous candy cake with all the best candy in the world. I think my kids would like kiss them from head to toe. (laughs) Did anything ever happen that was like, oh, wow, that's an interesting one. Like, I don't know if I can do that. One time somebody ordered, they own a fake floral business. And they gave me a mini vase with two flowers and they wanted me to put it on instead of the big lollipop at the top. And it worked out really well and looked a lot more elegant. So if you want it for an upper elegant. class event, then yeah. it has flowers instead of a lollipop. So it's elegant along with fun and creative. How do people order the candy cakes? So in the beginning, I was just doing text message or phone call. They'd call me and let me know what they want. Then I started a Google Forms. And I put all the questions. Google Forms? A Google Forms. Okay. With all the pictures and questions and it made it very clear. You know, a lot of kids say, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a business. They sell something in school and then it just like doesn't work out. So what advice would you give to a kid who was like, I think I could do this. I want to start a business. Start small and just go for it. If you have a good idea, then start it small and then work your way up. But just most of all, just start it. Do you have anything saved up? Most of it I save and then I wait for the bigger business to come soon. <laughs> So this candy thing is just the beginning. Yeah. Do you do any other businesses on the side? Not officially. I mow people's lawns occasionally. I've done other small things, but nothing as big as this. How do your teachers feel about this business? I had a sign before my locker and my teacher would pass by and like, oh, that's cool. I put an advertisement in the teacher's lounge. Really? You walked into the teacher's lounge? (laughs) I asked my teachers to put it in. Okay, cool. And then my teacher's like, oh, I saw your business. That's so cool. And did they give you business? (laughs) Not really. No? Come on, Kobe's teachers. If you're listening to this, buy a candy cake from him. (laughs) That's coming from me, not Kobe. I feel like one day you're going to have this grander businesses and and we're just going to remember this conversation and be like, oh my gosh, it all started when you were, you know, just an elementary, middle school. Well, I hope. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm sure that there are children who are listening who are dreaming up a business right now. Kobe, it was so fun to meet you. Kobe lives in Baltimore, so I'll share Kobe's information. Kobe, thanks for coming and I wish you so much Hatzlacha. Thank you so much. As I mentioned earlier on the show, today's episode is sponsored by the Getz Family Bookshop and Publishing House. It is a family-owned publishing company just for the books written by Mrs. Bracha Getz, the best-selling author of 41 children's books. 
She's like the Dr. Seuss of the Jewish world. You can find these books at your local bookshop or you can visit www.getsbookshop.com. That's G-O-E-T-Z-B-O-O-K-S-H-O-P.com. They just released a brand new book called The Courage Club. I'm going to give you a little sneak peek right here. I'm going to read you a little tiny bit of the book. Watch the book of Daniel come to life. We're putting on a show with costumes, scenery, and lights. The Courage Club started with Daniel and his three brave friends. Even when tested by a wicked king, these boys would not bend. Sometimes it's hard to do what's right and stay strong in the Torah's ways, but we can still find the inner courage to be brave nowadays. Because Daniel's courage was passed on to us, you too can join the club now. Become a member of The Courage Club. This book can show us how. Now, we can't wait to share many more incredible treasures with you, so stay tuned. And by the way, did you know that you can get 10% off your first purchase? I'm excited to read this new book, The Courage Club, to my own children. We love so many of Bracha Getz's books and the books produced by the Getz Family Bookshop. Follow the link in our show notes. Check it out at your local bookshop. Great Afi Komen present idea. Great idea to bring along to Bubby's house for Pesach. Take advantage and get it today. Mommy, mommy, I want to make a business. Hey, welcome home from school. Why don't you sit down and have a snack? We can play Incredible Kids Podcast. No, I did that already. I want to start a business today. I thought of the best idea when I was in carpool. All right, let me hear. What's your idea? I want to make an ice cream store and a store that sells kids' toys and a bed store and a washing clothes business and a donut store. Whoa, 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 whoa. <gasps> Sounds like you had a brainstorm, eh? No, no, I could do it. I'm going to make so much money. I could give it to Chai Lifeline. I could give it to all different organizations. And then I'll save some. And then I could spend it one day and I could buy myself a few Our Generation dolls or a uh, Moon Bounce. Please, can I have a business? It seems like you really thought this through this time. Um, Okay. Can I help you? Yeah. So why don't we think of one business to start with? And let's keep it to something that, say, you can work on. But I can't choose. Oh, no. Let's just think of something for like a Sunday, maybe. Because you still have to go to school, madam. First grade takes a lot of hard work. And you got to do your homework. And you have to go to sleep on time. And I'm nervous that if you try too many things, you know, being responsible also means not forgetting what you need to do as well. Right? Let's think of a business that you can work on for now, like on a Sunday. Hmm. Maybe I could bake something and sell it? I like the sound of that. You're pretty good in the kitchen. What did you have in mind? Like cakes or cookies. Hmm. What kind of cookies? Sprinkle cookies, chocolate chip. Should we go to the cookbooks and look up a recipe? Yeah, let's do it. I know I can make sugar cookies. Hey, I found the cookbook. Kosher by Design Kids in the Kitchen. It's like a really old one, but it's the best for kids. Here it goes. Page 166. I'll read it out nice and loud so everyone can hear. Make sure the oven's on 375 and take out two cookie sheets and parchment paper. Take a mixing bowl and put in two cups of flour, two teaspoons of baking powder, a half a teaspoon of salt. Now mix it up and put it on the side. Now get another big bowl and put in one cup of sugar. Put in one stick of soft margarine. Well, Ahuva, we could use Earth Balance. I use that. It's a little healthier. B12. 
Speed it up with an electric mixer. Make sure it's nice and fluffy. Now add one egg, two tablespoons of orange juice, one teaspoon of vanilla extract. Beat it up with that beater. Now take all the stuff from the first bowl and add it to the big bowl and beat it all up. Now take the dough and put it on top of a big piece of parchment paper and another parchment paper on top. And roll, roll, roll with the rolling pin until it is very thin. Take off the top layer of paper and use a cookie cutter to make whatever shape you like. If the dough is too squishy, put it in the refrigerator for a few minutes. Spray the top of the cookie with cooking spray and sprinkle colored sugar on top. Place the cookies in the oven for 10 minutes. When they're ready, yum! Wow, sweetheart, those sound like great cookies. You want to start making them now? Yeah! How much are you going to sell each one for? That's what I'm going to have to figure out. That is a business mind. You should be proud of yourself. I am. Now we're up to our next interview, and I'm excited to introduce you to Ahuva. We had a wonderful conversation. We talked a lot about kids being responsible, kids learning about what to do with money, and she's so fun to listen to and refreshing, and I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Plus, she has a super creative business that is worth hearing about. Here is Ahuva. Hi, Ahuva. Welcome to the show. Hi. Today's show is all about kids who are in business. Before we get into the business part, I want to find out from you just a little bit about yourself. Okay. Hi, my name is Ahuva. I'm 11 years old and I live in Chicago. I have two brothers and one little sister who's three. And yeah. Okay, we'll jump right into it. Tell me about your business. Okay. I have a beaded jewelry business. I make bracelets and necklaces and earrings. And I started making bookmarks and keychains. What's it called? It's called Bedazzled by Ahuba. It could be two ways. Either Bedazzled by Ahuba because it's beaded jewelry or Bedazzled by Ahuba. Well, how do you spell it? B-E-A-D. Okay, so Bedazzled by Ahuba. Yeah. That's very, very cute. Okay, it's like a play on words. Like, bedazzled means like, woohoo, but bedazzled has the bead in it because everything's with beads. Why did you choose to do this business and what led up to it? So my mother did, like, beaded jewelry when she was younger. So I was bored one day, and I was, like, five, and she taught me how to do it. And then during corona, I was really bored, and I had this idea to make a business out of it because I really like doing it, and it's doing my favorite thing and making money. So there's a few questions that I have. So first of all, um, when I think of beaded jewelry, I think of, like, a string and those pony beads that you get at the dollar store that are colorful. Is that the kind of jewelry you're making? No. Not at all. So tell us, what's unique about your jewelry? I use like a special kind of like wire and special beads. We go to a special bead store like downtown Chicago and it has like everything. It's like a candy store. It's like everything (laughs) you can imagine. And they're made out of, like, real things, like silver and, like, 14 karat gold and, like, cubic zirconia, it's called. It's not, like, the fake little, like, plastic beads. That's cool that you go to a store. I feel like everyone orders things from Amazon and you actually get to choose it. Sometimes if it's, like, last minute, like, I'll order online from, like, Amazon one-day delivery. Right. (laughs) One-day delivery. Yeah. And there's this clasp, so it's, like, what you use to, like, close the bracelet or necklace or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I string it all on. I add the clasp and then I string it. And then I do the clasp on the other side. And And ta-da! 
One thing I know about jewelry making is that it's very tedious. You know, like with your fingers, you have to stick it on and then you mess up and it's so upsetting. And then you're like, do you ever feel that way? Yeah. Once I worked really, really, really hard on a necklace, which is the worst because it's very long. And I brought it to like tie it around someone to see how long it is. And I dropped it and it spilled all over the floor. And I had to start all over again. It was like four hours. You had to start all over again. No, it could be Um, like that, but it's normally fun. It's like very relaxing. Like I put on music and I just like... Same thing, over and over. <laughs> what does making money mean to you? What do you do with your money? Do you save it? Do you spend it? Yeah, I save it. I never really spend it unless, like, I really, really want something. But I mostly save everything. And I, mm-hmm. by the time I get out of elementary school, I want to have $1,000. Which doesn't sound like a lot. But to me, because I'm making it, it's, you know. Mm-hmm. Is this something that you work on every day or um, how often? Depends on what. If I have like a lot of orders, I'll do it like every day, like as soon as I get home from school. But also like I need to make sure to do my homework first and whatever. And right. then by Hanukkah time, I do a Hanukkah sale. So I have a lot of orders then. But now it's like sort of like calm down because not so many people are buying for gifts or anything unless it's like their birthday or whatever. But How do people know about your business? I do advertisements. There's something called Canva. It's like a graphic designing website. So I make my own like flyers and I give out like business cards. Wow! You can make like something called a promo video on it which is a video that shows about my business. So I make like promo videos and I send them out to like an email list of like a lot of people and then they send it to other people and then everybody knows about it. Wow, I gotta join this email list so cool do you ship or you only do local yeah i ship but you need to pay for shipping very cool also how do you figure out the prices so depending on how much the beads are so there could be like a pendant for a necklace like the main piece of the necklace and it could be ten dollars for one little pendant so it really depends on what you want if you want the cheapest thing just beads i have already and i don't need to buy and then it's cheaper than if you want me to go to the store buy you a special bead like made out of like 14 karat gold and real stones from the mountains and then it's more- <laughs> I think it's very 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 important for kids to learn responsibility money is something that's very exciting and fun and it doesn't come from trees right, right. money doesn't grow on trees yeah. that's what everybody says so you're getting a little experience in working right. in order to win money or whatever to, to earn your keep so when kids are very little they're like super excited when they get like a dollar and they don't really know what to do with the dollar yet so some kids save some kids spend but in your situation you're getting like a lot more money than probably most kids your age right yeah but a lot of people get like people were telling me like oh i have money in my bank account for my parents like they do but they don't get it because they didn't earn it like i earned it so i know how much to spend like if i'm spending i'm very careful like how much money i want to find the cheapest thing they don't right. Have that, like, wow, that's such a mature way of thinking because you know that you had to work so hard to get whatever ten dollars, but the ten dollars they have was just like, oh, here, you want to go to the store? Here's ten dollars. Yeah. Is there anything that you ever bought for yourself that you used your own money for? Yeah, I actually had like a jacket that I really wanted, and it was like it's very cute, and it was like <laughs> expensive. So my mother said that she'll pay for half of it, and I'll pay for half of it. So like, I bought myself. Yeah. Right. Did you wear that jacket a lot? Yeah. I wore it today. Oh, good. (laughs) Also, I use money that I made to buy more beads. So I'll use the money that I made from the business to put it back into the business to make more money. And then I'll have like... Is that something you understood right away or you had to learn that? No, 
I had to learn it. Yeah. It took me. Who taught that father, to you? My father taught me, like, he gave me, like, lessons. Business 101. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. He must be so proud of you. Yes. Do you see kids in school wearing your jewelry and stuff? Yeah. I have this one friend, and she wears it, like, every day. And every single day, I casually go, I like your earrings. <laughs> They're the earrings that you made? Yeah. So oh, so you're saying it for like a joke? Every single day, every morning, the same thing. I like your earrings. And she says, oh, thank you. I say, where did you get them? She says, we dazzle by you. I say, oh, nice. And then we walk away. <laughs> Is this something that you think you're going to do for a long time? Yeah, I want to do it till like when I get older. And then I want to get a job like for real. And like do it on the side for fun. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be an interior designer. I like a lot mm-hmm. of things with, like art and like designing. Wow. I feel like you have a very good vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like to read? Yeah. Having this kind of responsibility, what do you think it does for you as a person? I think it makes me more like responsible. So if I'm at a store and I realize that that's $20 for like a keychain and then I'm like, oh, like if it was my money, I wouldn't want to spend that. So I keep thinking like if it's my money, what I want, like, Mm. So basically when you go with your mother to Target and you're walking through the store, you're not like, can I get this? Can I get this? Can I get this? I'm sort of like that, but. (laughs) Oh, you're still sort of like that? (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, can I please get this? Where do you keep your money? In the bank? Yeah. My father said that when I get $200, I could open a bank account. So I got $200. It was like my goal for like fifth grade or whatever. And awesome. then we went and we sat down with the bank person and like, yeah. Wow. That's so cool. A lot of kids dream of doing these kind of stuff. And why not? You have nothing to lose and it keeps you excited. And you said you come home from school and you run to go fill your orders. It's such an exciting thing to be part of. Yeah. Do you ever get bored? When I had a lot of orders and I was like very stressed out, I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. Like it was just like all of the same thing. And I got really bored and I was like, I want to go to friends' houses and like I wasn't in the mood but I needed to do it because I promised people I would have it for them Mm. but I'm always like after this I'll get ten dollars it's okay ten (laughs) wow I think that this experience it makes you ready for life yeah life is exciting but life has a lot of times that you need to show how responsible you are and how you know what to do with your money and you know what to do with your choices you make so Ahuva you sound like you're a very wise girl what advice would you give to kids who want to set a goal for themselves Um, in anything Basically, don't let other people say to you, like, oh, you're just a kid. Oh, cute. You have a business, huh? It's so cute. You could actually make a real business or anything that you do. Like, if you put your mind to it and you ignore when people are like, oh, you're such a cutie pie. If you actually just put in (laughs) the hard work and effort, then you could make a real thing. Wow, that is so incredible. Don't let anybody stop you. Believe in yourself right now. It's funny because I asked you what you want to be when you grow up. I don't even know why I said that because like you're growing up right now. We're all growing up. I'm still growing up. (laughs) When are we done growing? Like what is it? Oh, when you grow up, then you're done growing? No, the time is now. We say, You know that, Pasek? If not now, when? Oh, so you're passionate about something, so you're going to wait? Like, for how long? What are you waiting for already? You got to do it now and believe in yourself. Yeah, like in school every day, you're like, oh, I can't do this. And I'm like, okay, I could do this. And if I don't do it, then it's okay. Like, I'll try my hardest to do it. Mm-hmm. There's so many times. Sometimes I think playing a new instrument, you know, it's exciting in the beginning. My daughter takes guitar. And in the beginning, like, I was like, oh, it's so fun to get a new guitar. And then you realize it's really, really hard work. 
<laughs> and you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to do this and whatever. But she really learned how to practice and commit herself. You just have to know, like you said, a goal. A goal is when you say, I'm going to do this much by this time. You even said right in the beginning, you want to get $1,000 by the end of elementary school. That's called making a goal. And if we do that, then we're going to become better and better and better at everything. Yeah. What's the biggest challenge for you in having this be dazzled? Probably when I have too many orders and I don't like saying no. I always like being like, sure, I'll do it. And sometimes you need to say no because Mm. I haven't done it yet, but I think I need to start. You haven't done what yet? You haven't said no? Like I haven't said no yet, but I need to start saying no. You got to know your limitations. Yes. That's the next thing you're going to work on. Learning to say no. (laughs) So anyone in Chicago who gets insulted, don't take it personally. (laughs) In order for you to not burn out, you have to be smart. What's the most exciting part about the whole business part of life? Actually seeing that people are wearing my things that I worked on. I wish you the best with your business and whatever you put your mind to, you seem like the kind of kid who's going to go really far. If anyone wants to order, my email address is ahuva929 at gmail.com. Ahuva929 at gmail.com. All right. All right. That's right. You heard it from her herself. Just remember, <laughs> if it's too much, what are you going to say, Ahuva? I'm going to say no. But I'll, say no! Probably, I'll probably say yes. Probably. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's not a very good marketing thing, right? Yeah. Ahuva, thanks so much. Have a good night. Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> and now it's time for homework. <laughs> oh, come on. Not that kind. This week's homework is to sit down with a pen and a paper and just brainstorm. Think a little bit about ways. I want you to come up with five ways that you can try to be responsible. Try to pick things that you don't do already. And it doesn't mean that you have to do all of them. These are five ideas. And then pick one. Pick one to try and work on this week. It can be, I will try to clean my room. I will try to make my bed in the morning. I will brush my teeth without being reminded. I will do my homework right when I get home so that I have time later to do other stuff. I will keep my money in a safe place. How about this one? Put your cereal bowl and spoon in the garbage or in the sink, wherever you keep it after breakfast. But you're creative. You think of your own ideas and share them with me at ikidspodcast at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on our next episode. Bye, everyone. See you next time. Are you an incredible kid? Send your story to ikidspodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe today to the Incredible Kids Podcast. Thanks for listening. And remember, you are all incredible.